Welcome to season seven of Franchise Findings. This is your host, Patrick Fundaro. We're gonna continue to interview franchisees of some very large franchise organizations as well as emerging concepts, as well as founders and top professionals in the franchising space. I hope you enjoy our podcast as well as today's episode. Hey, you have Patrick Fundaro here, co-founder at Vetted Biz and Visa Franchise. Excited to have on Anthony Shriver, who's the founder, chairman, and CEO of Best Buddies International. Started at Best Buddies uh, when he was in, in college at Georgetown University. Many of you know my, my brother and business partner, Jack, went to, to Georgetown. I'm originally from the Washington, D.C. area, and both me and Anthony live in Miami Beach. Even go to the same church, see him from time to time there. Anthony, thanks so much for joining yeah, my pleasure, of course. Anytime. Thank you for the time. So I, I've known your organization for quite some time. It was the first volunteer opportunity that I had 17 years old in high school at your Tyson's Corner um, office. I guess it's in McLean, Virginia. Um, yeah. That opened me to the amazing organization that you've created and, and since grown. That was back in, what, 2005. Tell me a little bit about your, your story with, with Best Buddies International. And then I want to get into some of the innovative franchise um, arrangements you have with Rosetta Bakery, with Jersey Mike's. But maybe it'd be good to talk a little bit about Best Buddies as not everyone that is listening or watching today is as familiar uh, with the organization. Yeah, no, no, sure. Uh, well, good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I've been super blessed uh, to be, you know, running, managing and leading Best Buddies for almost 35 years. It's been uh, a real gift from God to be able to do it. So I'm super lucky. Some of your listeners may know Special Olympics, which my mother started in 1968, literally in our backyard. And so I grew up around people with intellectual development and disabilities and you know, knowing that, you know, it always comes back to hands-on grassroots and it always really comes back to, you know, being focused on the mission and elevating people with special abilities. And if you always have your eye on that mark, uh, success is coming down the road for you, for sure. Uh, when you get distracted and you start paying attention to things that aren't at the core in the mission, that's when you lose your way. So I've you know, made a huge effort to try to make sure everything we're doing is you know, elevates the buddies, elevates people with intellectual disabilities, brings diversity and excitement to the table and everything we're doing and keep looking for different opportunities for people with intellectual disabilities to shine, whether it's in the workforce, whether it's as leaders, advocates, mentors, um, doesn't matter. I mean, you know, as long as you put them up there and give them a chance to realize their dreams and their potential, whatever their dreams may be. I mean, they, they've got dreams all over the place, just like you and me. I mean, some of them want to have their own businesses. Some of them want to work at a TJ Maxx or they want to work at a Best Buddies Rosetta, or they want to work at a Jersey Mike's or a Walmart or a TJ, you know, at Safeway or Shaw's and Star Market. I mean, there's so many different opportunities out there for people with intellectual disabilities. So many of them are going to college now, getting non-degree programs. It's about 265 non-degree college programs for people with intellectual disabilities, which we work with a lot of them uh, to try to get them through those programs. And they live on campus and they graduate with non-degrees and sort of become more equipped to go out into the job force and workforce and to work with Best Buddies jobs and getting good competitive, solid jobs. But for me personally, you know, it all began with my mother. It all began with my aunt Rosemary Kennedy, who had profound intellectual disabilities, really got my family uh, focused on this population, recognizing, you know, that their potential is endless. President Kennedy focused a lot of his time and energy uh, on this population, had the first kid with Down syndrome into the White House in the history of our country. So I've been, you know, blessed to be around, you know, a family that's really interested in this issue. And I became personally passionate about it because of my relationship with my aunt Rosemary and also with my mom. And uh, being around her and seeing what joy uh, and goodwill comes her way when focused on doing 
and supporting other people, being more sort of, as she always said, other-centered instead of self-centered. So um, I've had a great journey on this thing. But with Best Buddies, you know, I've, I've really tried to run it as a for-profit business, making sure every year we end up in the black and our revenue's growing. And, you know, we're, we're, we're treating this as a five-star operation and we're, we're paying attention to the bottom line and we're growing it. And uh, when we're more successful financially, we can provide more services to people with intellectual disabilities. And we have a commitment to excellence financially. You have a commitment to excellence programmatically, and that's the way we want to go. So, you know, it's it's been a it's been a, a real great journey for me. So I'm grateful so you, to have been. You've on. had it for 35 years. When did it like start really hitting like critical mass? Where you had you know your first 10 employees, 20 employees. You know, I started in 1989, and I'd say you know probably by like 1990, 91. You know, I had probably 10, 20 people working at Best Buddies. In 1992, we got 400 now working in the best at Best Buddies in the U.S. Got about 250 outside the U.S. So we were growing pretty fast uh, still uh, before COVID. COVID, we we scaled back. Our staff got reduced. Revenue went down a little bit. So we've been ramping back up this year. At the end of this year, we'll have uh, more gross revenue, more staff than we had pre-COVID. So we've come back strong. International's lagged slightly. It's been a little bit tougher internationally to get them back up on par with the U.S. But the U.S. program... This year in the U.S. we'll raise about 65 million, and outside the U.S. we'll raise about uh, 25 million, 30 million. So you know we're getting close to the 100 million dollar mark, which has uh, always been my goal to get to 100 million. So we'll get there hopefully by the end of uh, next year is the goal. And you know the goal has always been to serve a million people. We've gotten over that number. We got to, to that number several years ago. So that's good. So you know the program part's going great. The services we're providing are great. Uh, and we're, you know, generating more revenue and we're trying to get more creative and, you know, how we generate revenue and ensuring that we have, you know, a lot of diversity in our revenue stream. So if one area gets whacked, you know, the organization doesn't go down. And I've been really focused on that, especially since, you know, when I've started, I've gone through a couple of really hard down cycles um, with the economy going down in the 2000s and then 2008, you know, a lot of scary times to be in business. So, you know, I learned a lot from those experiences and uh, sort of the fear that came across me uh, in running an organization and being responsible for people's livelihoods and staff and participants. So we've, you know, I've, I've really been, as a result of that, been really focused in on trying to create, you know, uh, innovative ways to raise money and to have, you know, small amounts of money come from a lot of different areas and large amounts of money coming from three or four areas. And uh, so I, I really try hard to stay away from that. And then I'm curious, for your international expansion, expansion is it like a, a licensed business model or, or franchise model or did you did you explore that for the international expansion it's a combination the goal is for sure to make them franchise models uh they get you know trained by us use our name likeness and our you know proprietary information that's the ideal situ situation they all come in different ways sometimes we finance them sometimes we develop the relationships on the ground in countries and set up the funding. And then they develop into their own NGOs and their own funding sources with their own boards. So every one of them is at a kind of a little bit of a different phase of their development. We have them all ranked from one to five um, based on kind of where they are in the scale. But, you know, the goal is to get them completely financially independent from international, get them with a vibrant operating board of directors staff on the ground of their own and where they pay a small fee back anywhere from two to four percent back on gross revenue to uh, that's very reason. reasonable for all the value you're you're giving in terms of training the branding everything oh yeah we do a lot and you know a lot of the best ones and the biggest ones you know we've uh, really set up the funding sources for them 
And often we, we find and secure the founding board members. Yeah. So we do a lot. So it's very small, but I think it's important that they pay something so that they're contributing to the overall development sure. and helps us, you know, expand into other countries. But if they do have a million dollar budget, it, it's not a lot of money for us, especially if it's, you know, 2%, yeah, 20 grand. 20K, you blow through that fast. Yeah, we blow through it. But, you know, anyways, it's more of the mentality where, you know, that, that they're contributing to the overall Best Buddies family. And How many countries are you in? We're in 48 now. Pre-COVID, we were about 57, so we had to con- contract a little bit there. And it's, you know, it's challenging, no question, internationally. It's way harder than in the United States. Um, the, the spirit of philanthropy yeah. and giving doesn't exist like it does in the United States. Not all these countries have the same tax incentive that we have in the United States and the deductions. So every country is quite different in that mentality. Uh, some of the countries are very socialist. So a lot of these services, the population believes that the government should be paying for it all. And it should all be run and it shouldn't be private philanthropy. So every country is so different. It's hard to say, you know, across the board, internationals, this doesn't work like that. But, um, you know, we have some that are huge. I mean, you know, Canada's got a huge program. Mexico's got a great program. We've got some great big programs in the Middle East. And, you know, so there, there's areas where South America, we've got a couple of huge programs. Um, Colombia is really big and vibrant, strong. So, you know, some of them are great and some of them are small and struggling. Some of them have one staff person there. Some countries we have a partnership with an existing NGO and they fund our operation and they can lend us some staff to develop Best Buddies. Some of our African programs are like that. So, uh, you know, there's a whole mixed array of them, but, uh, you know, we're doing better. I mean, my original goal on that, you know, unfortunately I failed on this one, but, you know, I wanted to be in a hundred countries by 2020. So that's, that didn't happen for sure. And, uh, you know, a little setback with COVID. So, you know, we're regrouping, trying to, you know, develop a plan over the next seven to 10 years to try to get to 100. But it's still ambitious and it's still, you know, hard and it's challenging. Yeah, I think the philanthropy mindset, it's changing slowly, like in Brazil, where people that are in their 80s just had a big distrust that the money would get to the the source and the people that are going to benefit from yeah. the donations. But in that country in particular, it seems like generation, it's almost like a, there needs to be like another generation that comes in and then um, sees that, okay, this is a very important thing that I should be doing as, yeah. a, as a citizen. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your your partnership with the Rosetta Bakery. I know we met uh, on site at the the Rosetta Bakery X Best Buddies in, in Brickell, an amazing location, great product. Um, tell me a little bit about that partnership. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, several years ago, we, we launched Best Buddies Ventures, which is an effort for Best Buddies to go in partnership with for-profit companies in a, a variety of different sectors of business, you know, for us to identify companies and management that's really smart, efficient, organized, and committed to excellence, and also has a spirit of philanthropy and understands that, you know, partnering with nonprofit and something that you believe in and you have passion for can be really successful for the culture of your company and make you uh, a better business leader and make your employees more satisfied, happier to go to work and make you more money. So uh, we tried to identify several and we've been looking at other some and we're, we're moving forward. And Rosetta was one of the first ones that we did locally here, an Italian bakery that I think, you know, produced, you know, first class, excellent food and good service and attractive environment. Um, and uh, so we decided to partner with them with the idea of, you know, opening up some co-branded bakeries where Best Buddies would bring a lot of the sort of the, the, the PR and the marketing, the connection to the mission, and they get some of our uh, uh, buddies to actually work in the bakery. So creating job opportunities for our participants. So kind of like a home run all around. Yeah. 
and getting the customer a sense of feeling like, hey, when I go in and buy a croissant or a pizza, half the profit's going to the best buddies. So I'm serving people with intellectual disabilities. So there's real purpose and mission here. And I get a great product. I feel good. It's really high end. And, uh, you know, I can see people with intellectual disabilities periodically working here and getting gainfully employed. So it was sort of like a home run. So the original concept was we would open up a couple of corporate stores, have a good model there in place, and then try to expand that concept out with franchisees who believe in the mission, maybe have a family member that has intellectual disabilities, Down syndrome, autism, whatever that, whatever the person's challenge may be want to do something to give back to the population that they're passionate about, want to be in the service uh, business in the food industry, partner with a company that's got great values, like-minded values, um, and support best buddies, um, and make money. I mean, you know, I wanted it to start off and I wanted it to be something where, you know, the, the business person would actually make real money. And with our project, you know, we're making real money. And, you know, I think our franchisees will make real money if they follow the model. So I think, you know, and all these things I try to look at, you know, everybody's got to win. If it's one-sided, it never works in any relationship. It's got a partnership that wins. And I think, you know, business people got to make money. There's nothing wrong with making money. That's the way the world moves. We live in a capitalistic society. So I wanted to ensure that it was a model that was successful. So... The Rosetta one was the first one, and obviously it took us some, uh, you know, some good period of time to getting all the legal documents and franchise agreement in place and doing all that. You know, we'd never done it before, so it was, you know, pretty time consuming. And we built the business, and it was successful. So the one on uh, Brickle does really, really well. We opened up a container, and the design district is doing really well and really low cost of entry um, and minimal staff, so it's great. And we're looking to open up another corporate store in Washington D.C. But the original concept is to try to get franchisees to get involved and be part of something bigger than just having a standalone food business, uh, but being able to support something that you know is mission focused. Maybe hiring your son or daughter if you have a, a child and you want to get a, have a great place for your kid to work. Uh, this would be a great thing, and we've kind of made ours uh, in downtown Miami like a clubhouse for. A lot of our supporters for, you know, we have a big cycling business at Best Buddies, how we raise money through cycling. So a lot of them start and finish at sort of, quote, our clubhouse, which is great and adds great culture and energy. And then in the interior, you know, we have sort of the Best Buddies story told from beginnings of my mother starting Special Olympics and President Kennedy uh, being very committed to this population all the way to today and our partnership with Rosetta. So customers come in, they can kind of see the story on the wall see some great photos and a lot of our celebrities, whether it's Tom Brady or Guy Fieri or Olivia Coppola or Cindy Crawford or all these people that have helped us, you know, are all up on the wall. So it's got a great vibe. I think it's got great oh, energy. I can attest to that. And it makes money. So I think if I'm a franchisee or someone that I want to go out there and start a business, make money, and I want to give back at the same time, to me, this is there's nothing close to it anywhere in the marketplace. So, you know, we're doing it with Rosetta. We're also going to launch now with Jersey Mike's um, and we're going to have a co-branded Jersey Mike's X Best Buddies. I just met with the founder and the CEO of Jersey Mike's. So he's committed to it and we're going to raise money through, you know, their day of giving or something along those lines. They're Maybe big. Seven. I mean, for franchise companies, like I think it's probably easier a little bit when it's a founder owned and operated brand like Jersey Mike's instead of like yeah. private equity backed or, or yeah, public. Yeah. But they, he I mean, gives millions, raises millions of dollars a year. Um, millions. I mean, on his day of giving, I think he told me he does 22 or 23 million. Uh, he thinks in the next five years, on his, in five years from now, he'll do 50 million. 
he's, uh, you know, great. I mean, you sit across the table and he makes a decision on the spot. He has no committee. There's no board that he has to go to. So I love working like that because, yeah. you know, I want to make stuff happen like yesterday and he wants to make <laughs> it. So, and you know, we decide. it's a great brand to be partnered with because like every year there's been like double digit growth on their average sales for like the past 10 yeah. plus years. Yeah. So it's like yeah. the it's now doing I think 1.1 million in sales, whereas Subway is like 450k. So yeah, well, it's a completely different product, and the quality of the food is completely a different level. Jersey Mike's, and it's just different. And you know his commitment. I mean his his philosophy and his values are so lined up perfectly with Best Buddies. It's just like it couldn't be any better. And what he gives back, and what he's committed to the population, and what he wants to do to support this this group of people that we're working with. And, you know, it could be, you know, uh, great for us to have, you know, a bunch of Jersey Mike's and, you know, we'll make real money. You know, his his franchisees make real money. I mean, they're doing really well. And, you know, if we end up with 10 or 20 Jersey Mike's would be great. And, you know, he's just getting going internationally. You know, they're going to open up in London in the near future and Canada, a few. But I mean, the, the whole world is uh, is is available to them. They're, they're really 99% right now US-based and we have a lot of presence outside the US and I think it could be super successful. So, um, you know, we're gonna get one going here pretty soon. And, you know, he's a great guy, Peter. And, um, you know, I like him a lot. And I think we got a lot of potential to work with them. And, uh, as, and at the same time, and it's not competitive with Rosetta. It's a different brand, different concept different food totally also so different entry uh, value where you know you could start with one jersey mics at a lower amount but from what i understand rosetta you it's a hub and spoke model where you really need to right. ideally open up three bigger capital investment different type of, of business yeah it's way more expensive i mean the rosetta thing is definitely more expensive jersey mics way less expensive um but the revenue is good and the revenue keeps going up and as she's right it's it's around a million two million three in gross and they're putting good money to the bottom line and the cost of entry on the thing is way smaller. I mean, you know, the investment is way less and Peter's a great guy. And I mean, I think he's a big believer that, you know, their revenue keeps growing and expanding and it's really a lot to do with the, you know, his franchisees believe and share the same values and want to get back and support the community. And they know the day of giving is worthwhile, even though they're losing revenue and, you know, feeding the hungry is worthwhile. And all these programs are really, uh, you know, effective and, you know, the company keeps doing better and he knows it's uh, because of all the giving that he's doing. Yeah. He's, he's created like a proper, he, it's like the poster child for like how franchising should be like where there's a community of thousand thousands of entrepreneurs and they all have a common mission and yes, they yeah. need, they want to make money, but that's just, that's kind of the after effect of, of doing a good job and executing. So I'm excited about that one too. And we're working on, uh, you know, another venture project in the real estate business uh, around with the largest uh, owner operator of uh, student housing in the United States. So we're working on some student housing projects where Best Buddies would have an equity stake in some student housing. Um, and a lot of our participants to our Best Buddies Living program would live in these student housing programs in close proximity to the universities where we have chapters because Best Buddies Living, where we have people with intellectual disabilities living together with non-disabled people is what Best Buddies Living is all about and having it connected to the chapters that we run in all these universities around the country. We're in over 3,000 schools. Our living programs are connected to those school programs. So there's an incredible social network for people with intellectual disabilities. And of course, the universities offer incredible job opportunities. They're some of the largest employers in 
communities that they exist in all over the United States. So there's great job opportunity for our participants, great social to best buddies living and ongoing social opportunities um, at the university, sports and academic and theater and just everything that universities, you know, have to offer. It's such a great, vibrant place for our buddies to be able to be connected with. So, uh, you know, partnering with, uh, you know, and that business and growing that part of the business is going to, I think, make us money as well and uh, fits right into the, our mission because we're in the housing business as well. So this group's in the housing. It's like the food, Jersey Mike's, Rosetta, they're in the opportunity to create job opportunities for people with intellectual disabilities who are in the employment business. So these things fit with our mission really well, in addition to us generating money for us. And ideally, I imagine you want to bring on some other um, retailers. I know you have a great working relationship with TJ Maxx, with 350 plus buddies working with them. But Yeah, I mean, so some of the partners that we have, corporate partners, you know, there's just straight up employers. We don't have, you know, the ventures deal. I don't have a ventures deal with TJ Maxx, although I'd like one. They're crushing it. They're making tons of money. But I don't own a piece of TJ Maxx. I wish one day maybe. So a lot of the other big companies we've got, whether it's TJ Maxx, they're the largest uh, employer we have. They made a commitment to hire 500 people through the Best Buddies Job Program. Uh, by the way, um, Jersey Mike's committed to 500 participants to hire them across their franchisees nationwide over the next five years. So Peter thinks he can do a thousand, but I said, you know, let's have success. Let's get 500 and let's have them be gainfully employed. And then we'll, we'll, we'll go to a thousand. But so that's really exciting. But you know, the TJ Maxx's, Walmart's, Safeway, you know, Shaw's and Star Market, you know, all those, they're employers, straight up employers. And they give us job opportunities. We train people with intellectual disabilities. We place them, support them do job coaching for them so they're successful in their jobs. That's separate. That's just part of Best Buddies Jobs. It has nothing to do with our ventures program or our franchise program. So we have a lot of franchisors that listen in, multi-unit operators that have 100, 500 plus employees. When does it make sense to like work with Best Buddies on the, the job placement side? Like, cause I imagine nah. if they just have a need for like five employees, it's probably not worth creating like a, a partnership. When does it make sense to to get in conversation. No, no, no. We have part, uh, I don't want to misrepresent. We have partnerships with lots of companies where they'll hire one person oh, or they'll okay. hire two people. So we have, you know, boots on the ground all over the United States and some people, you know, hire a person. Some people make a larger commitment, but the TJ Maxx's and the uh, Jersey Mike's, those are, those are unusual. Uh, I want people more like that, but they're very unusual. TJ Maxx you know, made the biggest commitment of anybody in the history of our organization. 500 is a lot. So that's that's unusual. Jersey Mike's is really unusual, too. So we're lucky we've got those two. Most people, you know, will hire one person in their store or it's a mom and pop and they'll they have a job available and will place one person. Sometimes a law firm that has offices all over the U.S. might hire, you know, 10, 15 people like Holland and Knight's a big law firm offices all over the United States. I think we've got 15 people working there and different you know cities all over the country so some will do that but many are doing one two three um no so problem this is the program i mean there's over two hundred thousand franchisees this is a program that whether you own one franchise business or, or four that you could benefit from 100 percent. so if you're a franchisee in phoenix or you know whatever la or chicago and you want to hire one of our participants 
you know, we probably have someone that's looking for a job. And if we have a person that's looking for a job and wants to work in that environment, fantastic. If not, you know, we'll keep looking. It may take six months, it may take three months, it may take a year, but everybody has different interests in where they want to work. Some want to be in a law firm, some want to work at a TJ Maxx, some will work at Jersey Mike's. It just depends. We've got a couple of people already working at Jersey Mike's even before we had the Jersey Mike's deal with Peter. Uh, we've already got two people working in Jersey Mike's just through our what network. Location? Excuse me, New Jersey. Okay, nice. And the New Jersey, uh, Best Buddies New Jersey has two placements in Jersey Mike's up there. I didn't even know that until I uh, started researching it before I was going to talk to Peter about it, just whether we had any buddies working at Jersey Mike's, and I found out we have two. So we have thousands of buddies working. I don't know of all the employers that we've got, honestly. I mean, I'm sure we have some at, you know, other. I'm sure there's a lot of franchise franchises in that bunch when you break it down. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure we've got, I'm sure we've got Donald's or Burger King, you know, all the other, the big ones. And, and then um, on the mod pizza side, um, they're no, they're mostly opening corporate locations. They'd franchise in the past, but I understand that's a cause marketing. Um, yeah, cause marketing. So we don't own any of that. We talked to them about trying to do something with them, but it didn't work out. Um, so that was more of a cause marketing where we would do a promotion around the cash register or we would have a special meal that if you bought that meal at a certain time of the year, you know, over a course of a month or so, we would get a dollar or $2 from every meal bought or every pizza bought during a certain period of time. So we ran that program. But last year was super successful. We ran one. We raised uh, just over $500,000 on that in 2023 so mod was great the two owners are great really uh, you know committed to the community and giving back so it's it was a good brand partnership for us we're, we're still doing different deals with them it's not going to be as big this year as it was last year they're doing uh the big thing with somebody another organization i can't remember who but you know that they, they've been a good partner and but you know we've got relationships like that with a lot of brands i mean rolex is the official watch we have a relationship with volvo cars of north america we have Impossible Foods is a big partner of ours. Um, Body Armor Water and Hydration is a big partner of ours. We don't own any of those businesses, but we do cause marketing deals. They sponsor events and we do things in supermarkets with some of the food brands. You know, our celebrities work and collaborate with some of the other brands, whether it's Body Armor and Water deal with one of our you know celebrity ambassadors and doing a deal with Body Armor on that side. So we've got a lot of great brands and companies that are involved, you know, really some of the biggest brand, Coca-Cola, uh, we have a relationship with them in multiple markets. So we've got some of the biggest, most famous brands in the world that are corporate partners of Best Buddies, thank God. And getting to a hundred million in, in revenue, I imagine a lot of that's gonna be through the Best Buddy Ventures and more of these brand type partnerships rather than just like individual donors. Yeah, it will be. I mean, you know, we, we generate, I mean, as the program grows, the revenue grows. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes the revenue comes first and program comes second, but sometimes program drives revenue. Those businesses do a lot, but you know, like we have a pretty big walk business, you know, our, our, our budget on the walk side. I mean, in the next five years, we'll hopefully be doing 15, $20 million just in walks. Hmm. Uh, we champion the year model where we do local galas in our States and uh, people compete to the be the biggest fundraiser. And then they, they're crowned the champion of the year at the event that this year will do uh, about 11 million. We expect that to do 25 million over the next five years. Uh, so that's a big number for us as well. So we, you know, I mean, this venture thing is is going to be great, and it could be really huge. But you know, a lot of the other parts of the business are growing really fast, and you know, the cause marketing thing's growing a lot. As I mentioned, that's true. 
ventures is taking a lot of time, but I mean, I think that thing could really explode and really generate big money for us if we can really get it to really, you know, lift off in a big way. So well, um, the beauty of franchise, yeah, we got a lot of like, exciting things on the table. You can, you can do stuff at scale. Like I've interviewed people that have marketing agencies. They started with two franchisees and all of a sudden they have 300 franchisees as clients and you can just like wow. over like three years, just really scale up the business. So um, it's exciting. Yeah, that'd be huge. Yeah, really exciting. I can't, I'm excited about it. Well, Anthony, what's the best way for franchisors to get in contact with you, whether they, they want to evaluate the cause marketing, maybe the ventures, uh, as well as franchisees that might be interested in opening up a Rosetta Bakery or, or Jersey yeah, Mike's. Yeah, well, they can call us, send us an email. I mean, you can send me an email. I'll put you, based on what you want to do or who you want to go with, you can, uh, you know, I can connect people with the right person on our staff that manages the different development, the different elements of what we're doing. You know, there's somebody does our ventures and somebody else does our jobs and somebody else does the cause marketing, someone else does corporate relations. So, you know, we got a pretty good crew here of people working in these different areas. You can shoot me an email. I mean, I give it out, you know, I'm, I'm running a public charity. So, you know, I'm available to anybody and I'll put them in touch. You know, my email is, you know, Anthony Schreiber at bestbuddies.org. Pretty easy. Or you can call us here. Our main number always around 305-374-2233. So, um, you know, if people are serious and they really want to get involved, you know, I, I mean, I think it's the best organization to partner with, honestly. And I'm not just saying it because it's me. I, I think it's really, you know, we're committed to, you know, doing things at the highest level and a real commitment to excellence and, you know, the right value system. We do it the right way. And, you know, we're having real impact on people's lives that people can see in a real way. And, you know, people can get involved, have a great time, have tons of fun and go to great parties and make money. And, you know, it's a pretty good life. Well, Anthony, this has been uh, fun going in. I, I didn't realize, I know when we when we met at the Rosetta Bakery, there, there was that one venture, but like digging into all these opportunities that you guys currently have with franchises and in the franchise world, and also what potentially there could be with franchisees, franchisors, uh, prospective franchisees looking to get into their brands. So thanks a lot for joining. Me. Yeah. 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 Thank you for the time. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Anthony. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. You can leave us a review if you enjoyed the podcast episode. If you hated the podcast episode, let us know what you thought as well as what future episodes you'd like to hear. Feel free to also drop me a line at patrick at vettedbiz.com and subscribe please to our YouTube channel, Business and Franchise Opportunities by Vetted Biz. This has been Franchise Findings Podcast. Thanks for listening.